We continue in the 23rd chapter, chapter 23, in one word, Miyuchadim, unity. We spoke about unity in three dimensions, three degrees. When you do a mitzvah, a physical action, you're the limb that's engaged in the action of extending and giving charity, for example, walking, uh, you know, on Shabbos to go to synagogue, for example, you're bound up in the, with God and united with God. Your soul is also bound up. And we gave two different metaphors on how to understand that unity in, in, diff, in two different dimensions, two different degrees. The highest degree of being bound up is what we spoke about yesterday is about what we're doing right now, Torah study. Torah study is called a perfect unity. It's called Yichud Gomer. Perfect unity. Translated. Through the study of Torah. Why is that different? Is because the study of Torah is um, you're not studying you're not doing something that you're told to do, commanded to do, and when you fulfill that, then you're just you're fulfilling the command, which brings a unity. But here, you're studying God's wisdom, His His will. You're studying the very will and wisdom itself. Not what you should do with that will and wisdom, but you are understanding, absorbing it in your mind, through your thoughts and speech. You And therefore, the union is a much deeper union. It's like the blueprints uh, that a king orders his servants to build. Understanding the blueprints is understanding the king's will and his wisdom that he made in the blueprints. Then there's putting a wall here, putting a wall there. You know, I mean, of course, you need both aspects. And and that's what we explained uh, yesterday. Incidentally, today's class. In honor of our dear Rebetzin, Rebetzin Chaim Mushka, whose yurt site is today, the 22nd of Shvat. So in, in her honor is today's teachings. So, so since the divine will is a perfect unity with God himself, right? And as we explain, his inner will is the Torah, itself. So that means when we study the Torah, we're in a perfect unity with God, with our garments of self-expression, of thought, thinking words of Torah, and speaking words of Torah. A complete, incomparable form of being bound up with God. Nothing that separates us from God, that insofar as that his inner will his countenance is not concealed. Moreover, this unity is so great and so exalted that even the upper worlds, the spiritual realms of souls up there and angels there um, are getting vitality from us down here. 
right? It's a kind of a paradigm shift. You would think the other way around. No, 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 no. They get from us rather than we get from them. Because, again, the Torah is God's inner will that compels an outer will to create. To create spiritual worlds, to create a physical world, to create angels and, and whatnot. That is all derived from his will. His will and his wisdom in the Torah. And since um, everything is, its vitality comes from his wisdom, all is brought into creation. So when we study that Torah, we are giving vital force to the higher worlds. And we're greater than those worlds. Now, this vitality of the Torah that we sort of introduce and, and bring into the world through our study, as we're doing right now, that animates, is coming from a from the all-encompassing light of God, of his will, just like a will is all-encompassing in the individual. All-encompassing meaning, if there's a moment, you know, you may understand something, even feel for something, but if you have no will, desire for it, then it doesn't matter what your intelligence tells you. It doesn't matter what your feelings tell you. You just opt out and want. You don't want. That's why it's all-encompassing. So God's will is encompassing all of the worlds, which that means it cannot be clothed in this world in a manner that, that we should... Um, experience it because it's all encompassing because it's too great it's too too lofty therefore you know when we study right now we're not able to consciously experience the unity of our soul being bound up to this all-encompassing animating force of God yet the soul does feel it we're just not so attuned to our soul, so. And it's precisely because um, we don't feel it, that's why we could be united. Because if we would feel it, then we would kind of, wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, we wouldn't be able to kind of uh, be. We wouldn't be able to be. We'd be nullified. We'd be nullified. That explains why the study of Torah is greater, further explanation of why the study of Torah is greater than the mitzvahs themselves because of that great unity. And it's far loftier than even prayer. Ah, the law says that, you know, you have to stop your study in order to pray. That's only because we'd stopped anyways to do, you know, our own things. So therefore, stop for prayer. Not because prayer is greater unity with God. No, it's actually a lesser unity. The greatest unity is the study of Torah itself. Again, that which we're engaged in right now. Powerful idea. Um, 